One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Page Reviews, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a round of the week complete with a big quiz, of course, on WrestleCoach. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to review SmackDown and more bloodline drama. Yes, quite a lot in this two-hour broadcast. So I'll try and keep this short so we can get on with it. But this was be what I would classify as the good, the bray, and the ugly of WWE <laughs> right now, all across two hours. They are really cooking, as yeah. the kids would say, and I despise. They are absolutely cooking with some WrestleMania programs. Uh, there's some stuff that is pure nonsense, but WWE brand nonsense, and there is some unforgivable scenes happening in that women's division, mm. and this SmackDown laid it all bare for you across the whole two hours. Mm. Thankfully, there was a man there to fix it all, though. Whew. Whew. I mean, <laughs> you know, and not just any man. Oh, a man that's lived a life. We'll get to him. Uh, so the show opens with a big video recap of not only what happened at Elimination Chamber, but also last week's Raw, of course, with the Owens and Zayn stuff and the Jimmy and Jay stuff. Uh, and then, hey, Kayla! is uh, waiting backstage for Jimmy Uso. Um, still not been able to get in contact with Jay. He's left him a message, said, meet me in the ring later. Uh, we're going to get everything off our chests. Hmm. So you knew it was... Heading in one direction, the yeah. show, basically. Uh, and then, in terms of an opening match, Imperium versus Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and... Are you crashing on me, kid? <laughs> He's turning, isn't he? He is. It's great. I'm they into made this. a point on commentary to be like, um, my Catmoss kind of blamed the fans for his loss last week. Yeah. And he took the pinfall in this match. He did. And his mates had got isolated, so he's just going to be a grumpy bastard, in a sense, going forward. Yeah, I already love. Again, like, you you really do have to trust the process. As hard as it is for people in WWE, you do. Because we say this every week to take the piss. Are you crashing on Madcap? It's a stupid thing to say, because it is fundamentally ridiculous that somebody is called Madcap. Mm-hmm. And yet, those two were brought together to do something. And here we are now at the something. And she's been made almost like sickly sweet. She's nothing more than an accessory to Madcap Moss. And it's not fair on her as Emma. But it's really babyface her and it's gave her some charm. Mm. And he's going to be a piece of garbage about that. And that's going to... I'm not saying it's going to propel him to the moon or anything. But already you can see that slotting into place. It's like, oh, that's why they put him together. Yeah. We can... They can do this and they show a bit of patience doing it. Yeah, for the most part, wrestling fans hate couples. You are, yeah, that as well. <laughs> um... Fun little match this. I like the fact that the entire, uh, apart from actually Madcap, but I love the fact that both Braun and Ricochet went, we're in a match with Gunther. Probably keep a t-shirt on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I like Ricochet just going. I oh. thought about that. You know that episode of Friends where Joey's got that like lass that thinks he's really funny, but she keeps slapping him. You are so funny, <laughs> and he's like comes in with like six jumpers on yeah. his central perk, and he thinks she won't notice. Why has nobody done that against Gunther yet? Martin Kirby did it in WCPW. That's why, because Kirby was the OG. And uh, I, I spoiler alert, everyone um, didn't didn't affect what Walter was going <laughs> to do. What Walter does best. So you're saying that. For a change, WWE didn't steal an innovation from WCPW. Mm. That's uh, they're probably saving it for WrestleMania. Yes, of course, yeah. I do like uh, Ricochet's. How are you going to get in into the ring? Weirdest way possible, please. <laughs> what you, you got? Like, he j- jumped up, didn't he? Like deliberately caught his feet on the top rope to yeah. flip him over. Just get in. He rules, man. He's he's just, he just does it because he can. Uh, so he takes over early on for his team. To Shant standing shooting star press allows him to take over, but then Giovanni Vinci. Because um, he's, I think Wade quite rightly said he's arguably one of the pound for pound best. Yeah, he's ridiculously strong. Love him. Um, he prevented him from getting the tag. Clothesline ricochet. They isolate him. He keeps trying to get to the corner to get to Braun, um, but uh, Ludwig Kaiser catches ricochet, drops him, and slaps Strowman. Strowman obviously infuriated, climbs in. That allows Imperium to triple team ricochet and slam him on the apron. Just. Good old-fashioned heel stuff, this would take us to the break. Yep. Um, when we come back, Gunther's in. Uh, well, Kaiser's in. Then Gunther comes in and just wrecks Ricochet against the ropes. But then here comes Drew McIntyre walking mm-hmm. down the aisle. Um, that distracts Gunther um, and allows Strowman to come in. Gets the hot tag, runs wild. Um, turns around into a, shot, uh, into a chop from Gunther that he sort of uh, has to absorb. Um, then Gunther goes after his knee, but Strowman breaks out of that. Moss makes a blind tag, runs wild. A Kaiser distraction, though, allows Imperium to take back over. And a hard chop, a vicious-looking clothesline, <laughs> and a powerbomb gets them the one, two, three. Uh, post-match, it looks like McIntyre's going to take off his jacket and presumably set something up for WrestleMania with uh, Gunther. But he gets jumped by the Viking Raiders, who then get jumped by Sheamus to make the save, and presumably so they don't have to do another Sheamus and Drew match. Strowman and Ricochet fight the Viking Raiders, and uh, the four of them stand tall after a big dive from Ricochet. They all get up into the ring. Um, and yeah, that's, it seems to set us on the next direction for these lads. I thought this was so awesome. I thought this was so... like It was almost understated in how brilliant it was. And I say that as somebody that truthfully likes but not loves just about everybody involved. Yeah. Gunther maybe is the exception. I like I really like Imperium now in a way that they like really won me over. Yeah. But Gunther is a character I'm informed to care deeply for and I do and not just because he's handsome. <laughs> uh otherwise I just like what these people are doing. And yeah, I absolutely love this. This was really like this was a very good TV match, but as we've talked about before, very good is kind of the expected standard of a TV match now. The standard mm-hmm. is just that high. But I thought the finish was so smart. Uh, Madcap Moss gets beat, but he tags in to do what he knows he's really good at, which is that awesome, super quick fire up. Yeah. So he doesn't tag it like it's... You've got to make plausible deniability for this guy that is gradually mm-hmm. turning. And he believed the best course of action was to do my awesome fire up thing, and then it goes horribly wrong and he loses for his whole team. You've shown what Madcap Moss can do, even if in the end it's his undoing. Yeah. That's good seed planting for the heel turn, because in his head he's like, well, I'm doing everything I can. Come on, guys, help yeah. me out. Come on, Emma. Come on, the fans. Like, you can look everywhere but inward as to why this has gone wrong. So, like, a really nice bit of book in there for that character. In the meantime, Drew McIntyre clearly targeting Sheamus, uh, targeting Gunther, but having Seamus to have his back 
It's such cool storyline development for whether that's a three-way for the Intercontinental title, whether it's a singles match to find a one contender. Whatever combination of things there are around this title, you've created wrestlers that want it. So their friendship, which already, by the way, is rooted in the fact that they've beat 10 bells out of each other for the last decade, <laughs> yeah. is so perfectly measured to ultimately fight each other as well as fight for this belt. It's It doesn't feel fake. No. like And I, and I really like that. They've used the tail end of the Viking Raiders program, think we want one last bite of Drew, thanks very much. And then the four baby faces coming together just put over the depth of SmackDown. Yep. These are mid-card wrestlers fighting for tag belts, the Intercontinental title, truth, justice, and the American way, whatever you want to say <laughs> the motives are for these men right now. All of them got on those four posts, and the crowd went nuts. Yeah. These are these WWE crowds that we've isolated as like, yeah, they're into the big stuff, but often they'll just go silent, mm-hmm. dead silent. Like, they'll really damage matches because they're just not invested. Yeah. And yeah, they went nuts for these four mid-carders, which just highlights that these storylines are getting over. It's WrestleMania season, so now these matches are going to be on WrestleMania. So, yeah. of course, the stakes are elevated. I think this highlighted how successful Braun and Ricochet has been of, as a tag team. Absolutely. They're an act that people will buy into down the road to fight for the titles. You've potentially got a 10-man tag, which again probably Madcap Moss loses, <laughs> in order to split these people off into the new directions. Yeah. I thought this was absolutely tremendous men's division booking yes. in a way that was sort of missing elsewhere. I really like the idea because nothing against the person, mm. but Drew McIntyre, the babyface, I'm kind of sick of. I kind of wanted to turn yeah. heel, but I do like the idea of him going bloody Gunter A. Sheamus, and he's like, yeah, well, you don't need to tell me about him. And he's like, yeah, that's why I'm going to take the Intercontinental Championship off him at WrestleMania. Hold on a second, why do you think you can do something that I couldn't? Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just a great story heading into WrestleMania. And, yeah, they could, I'm, I'm going to get a headache watching this match. Mm-hmm. It's going to be brutal. They will be instructed. if So if we're assuming now that like Gunther and Brock is not on the cards and Gunther may well retain if it's a three-way. I would have him retain. Me too. The trick of this is going to be, as you say, to hit as hard as humanly possible. And they could even, imagine if they did this right, imagine if they dove deep into the law and used that dreadful booking of Walter at Survivor Series 2019 as footage of how <gasps> Drew left a mark on. Yeah. Got like, uh, like They don't need to show the finish and how it was over in two minutes. They just show a spot where Drew hits... Walter with a chop. Chops you back to developmental. Yeah, something along Oof. those lines. Like, you could you could actually make that work, and somebody on Twitter would be like, see, they were telling that story in 2019, actually. Mm. Some people would go along with that. LTST, baby. Kayla's <laughs> uh, in the back with Rey Mysterio. He's uh, got a match with Karrion Cross later. He gets about three cent- three words even into setting up that match when he's interrupted by new best mate, Santos Escobar. Uh, of course, they had the mask thing a while back, and uh, he's, he's all about respect now, which is nice. Different different aspect of this Santos yeah. character rather than the obvious Legado help him win all the matches except the big ones. I goddamn love this. Yeah. I absolutely love this. Yet again, and this is to go back to the Madcap Moss thing, you may have indifferent views towards certain characters or indeed indifferent views towards WWE. I will choose to engage with this. Mm. I already believe that. So, right, out of nowhere, a four-way match is constructed and we're both like, ah, oh, what's Santos doing in there? Like, I love him, but he's not going to win. What it was to do was to put him and Rey Mysterio next to each other for the first time. Because mm-hmm. after the match... They, he can share mutual respect because yeah. masks and luchador law, lucha law, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it can exist between the two. Now, as Rey Mysterio prepares to go into uh, war with a son that he no longer feels connected to, a wrestler playing a surrogate version of his son just walks into his life. 
It's not by accident. No. That's good booking. And if this is either a false like turn and Santos is basically using a vulnerable Rey Mysterio to get close to him and usurp him, then that's a great opportunity to try and put over the next great luchador like in Rey Mysterio's wake. Or you have uh, the Legados and Rey Mysterio together trying to chase off the threat of the judgment. Yeah. That's not bad either. Like, I really like how these two worlds are colliding right at this moment. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, speaking of really good stuff, so he's there, he's talking about, hey, just respect you so much, man. You're Ray Mysterio, you're a legend within this. How pathetic! <laughs> Here he comes, Dominic Mysterio, the ex-condom, uh, comes in and says, stop kissing his ass, you loser. <laughs> And uh, Santos is like, I think speaking of respect, I think I need to teach you some. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, in prison, <laughs> those who didn't back up what they said got dealt with. <laughs> and Santos literally rolls his eyes, turns to Ray like, they're in this. <laughs> turns back, and then a nice little switcheroo, suddenly face to face with Rhea Ripley, he's like, do something. Yeah. Go on then. And they walk off, and uh, Ray's just like, because Santos like, what an arsehole that, that kid is. Why don't you beat the crap out of him? And Ray's like, he's my son. I know. I've got morals. It's. I mean, we've put the storyline over since we called that it was going to happen three years ago in the exact Indeed. way it's taken place. But the reason we called it three years ago in the exact way it's taken place is because we knew it would be this good. Absolute faith it would be this good. I'm talking bollocks, of course, because I never imagined it could be this good. No. Dominic Mysterio... Like, here's the thing with Dominic the Mysterio. Thing, the thing I, thing I didn't like about this is I was like, oh, that's going to be our only Ray and Dom interaction for the night. And how wrong I was. The thing with Dominic Mysterio is, this is where, like, people will think we were a bit flippant with regards to our Dominic Mysterio turn fantasy booking. Yes, we might have picked it for one show when it happened on a different show. Once, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. I misspoke it. Yeah, once. One time. But where we did have faith was that this match would work. Mm -hmm. What I didn't expect was just how much Dominic Mysterio would step into this role with such a plomb. Mm. I knew the Judgment Day felt right from the start. I like such a good feeling from that from the off. That was an inspired bit of booking, but I didn't realise how he could own this character in such a way. We've joked about it. I don't want to think about what's next. I can't, quite no. frankly. But like this, this build up, this end of the world build up. I think up he's the father first opponent for Cody, to be honest. Yeah, it's feeling that way, isn't it? Like <laughs> fa Father versus son is just the most like instant heat generate and build regardless of if the characters are good the fact that they are this good mm. has made this one of the hottest matches on the Wrestlemania card and the bastard's trick of Triple H here to try and get away with the stuff he was about to do later on by inserting Rhea Ripley right, her being here was at very least her agency being taken care of even if the belt she's fighting for the division she stands to lead was getting none of it nope. she's in good health even if nothing else is that doesn't bode well for yet again having another champion across a division that's got nothing going for it mm. But raising great health. I'm gonna move on because I have far more to 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 say about this, but I want to get to the segment because I thought it was genuinely bloody fantastic. Oh, it was gripping, yeah. In, in several moments on this show. So we'll get back to that. <laughs> Instead, we'll go back to the locker room where Jim Uso's there with Solo Sakura and an invisible camera talking about uh, you know, Jay and what's going on and like you know, maybe Jay's been spooked by what happened in Montreal. He knows he'll always have his back with it, with regards to the tag belts, but what, what's going to happen? And Paul Heyman's basically like, why don't me and Solo uh, sit here whilst you go and deal with things with Jay? 
in explaining in a, in a bit why Sami Zayn had the window of opportunity he got, basically. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, liked it. Rather than us going, wait, what, why wouldn't Solo be out there? Yep. Like, it's convoluted, it's invincible camera stuff, we'll always call that out. But you do what you can to make them most of it make sense mm. when they're out there in the ring, which, again, they haven't always done. No. And they always do with the stuff that matters. So I'm uh, glad that they do that. And uh, I know that we're about to come to an impromptu match, which is a real bugbear of ours. But I will argue that if I was planning a wrestling show and it wasn't, like, convoluted, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and someone went, LA Knight's going to go out and talk next, I'd go, I'll probably pencil in about 10, 15 minutes for someone to come out and kick his ass afterwards because he's going he's gonna to talk himself into a fight here, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, should we cut some time from the rest of the card? Make sure <laughs> this gets all the time it needs to breathe. Uh, so, yeah, out he comes, LA Knight, yeah! Just completely shrugged off. <laughs> As he should. Mountain Dew bollocks. Uh, and he's like, oh, guys, WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, everyone's wanting to do a WrestleMania moment. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I'm only here to make money, win titles, and be recognized as the best. Uh, you do that by going to WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can't have an L.A. WrestleMania without L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to be fucking hosting, is he? No, I'm really worried about L.A. Knight at WrestleMania. The Raw preview. Really concerned about him lifting an Andre the Giant trophy and calling it a good night. Apparently not going to have those this year either. Really concerned about him doing nothing at all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's promising to give WrestleMania an L.A. Knight moment. Yeah. When out comes the new day to interrupt. Mm. And uh, Kofi Kingston's like, you've only been here like 10 minutes, mate. Yeah, I'm trying to get in WrestleMania mode. You have to work for it. And LA night, only LA night can get away with this. Was like we invited the nerd day out here. <laughs> like, yeah, get him, LA. Uh, maybe you weren't so busy playing video games, you could see the perpetual motion machine that is LA night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as Evie Woods quite rightly says, I think you'll find being nerds is that there's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, slags off his fake leather vest. Uh-huh. You tread carefully there, Xavier. How dare you? I like you. How dare you? Uh, And he says, look, many moments you don't just ask for, you have to earn them. And he talks about Kofi Mania five years ago. And uh, Knight says, well, I'm a creator of circumstance. And uh, how did Kofi Mania work out for you, Kofi? Ooh. Kofi's actually pretty good. I won the world title at WrestleMania. (laughs) Just don't talk about what came after that. Um, Gets in there. Let's have a a bare knuckle fight then. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, LA Knight goes, yeah, all right then. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't left feeling like LA Knight is going to get his WrestleMania match Ooh. off this. I, this was more like fine ways to create heat with people. But the New Day as well, truthfully, didn't come across to me like they care that much about getting a WrestleMania or they, yeah, fair enough, they can be gatekeepers to it because they've done so many of them and they know what it takes to get there. But you got you got to sell something. Like the New Day have lost the NXT tag titles. Kofi Mania did end in tears. Xavier Woods' crown got trampled on by the oh, bloodline. Don't start me. Big E's been out hurt with like little this mention of him. Like, what? What is really going on with the new day? Like, if I if I knew that and I knew that anything left a mark, then maybe I would care about this. But I found that quite tough. I think this is probably me willing something into existence that's probably not going to happen. But I've got my hopes and expectations head on rather than my realism head on, mm-hmm. and. But first of all, I'll caveat this by saying I have no information, despite it being okay. a very good co- personal friend of mine, yeah. of ours, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would never se- wish him to do something unless he was 100%. But my brain went, screwy finish, rematch, 
LA Knight snaps because yeah. he's kind of like I know he's a heel, but yeah, it's over. Mm -hmm. So you need to remind everyone you need a Buddhist guy. LA Knight snaps, pilmanizes one, if not both, members of the New Day, comes out at WrestleMania. So yep. he doesn't have a match, but he's like, you can't have LA WrestleMania without LA Knight. Who wants to come and fight me? Out comes the New Day on crutches or whatever. And they say, we haven't beaten all the members of the New Day, but who could that possibly be? Big E return. Again, I've got very far ahead of myself here without knowing anything. I love that, actually. I think that's like such a sweet WrestleMania moment, and it doesn't need to be long, does it? It comes out at the moment. Ending, yeah, yeah. But we don't even have to have a match. Counter offer that would again keep Big E on the apron until like a hot tag, for example. New Day challenge. They just say like Big E's coming back, and it's going to be great. Get get hyped, get excited, and they challenge LA Knight to find two partners, and he finds two partners in Chad Gable and Otis. But Otis picks that night to leave uh, Alpha Academy. For the maximum male models. Oh, don't. And there's LTST because LA Knight left the maximum male models. And Maxine Dupree never forgot the betrayal of her brother. Mm. And picks WrestleMania under the bright lights. And that gets Marseille and Mansoire payday as well. Indeed it does. And that's not just us, us fantasy booking our favourites onto WrestleMania. That's just a fact of life, Jack. What if they do it like uh, really strict rules? Mm -hmm. Like the Queen Duchess of Queensbury rules match. Yep. In which case you'd have rounds. You'd need someone to hold up the round signs. Yeah. I mean, you've got a couple of models right there. Tick, 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 check. Completed it. As usual, you are welcome, WWE. Uh, fun sort of quite slow match, I thought, next. I'm, I'm biased, mm -hmm. but I did like LA Knight kicking the crap out of Kofi Kingston. I don't know if we were in a break or what. Yeah. And just punch him, turn around and say, yeah, you want some of this? <laughs> punch him again. It was, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go through the match and then get your thoughts on it. I liked the... Um, Second rope splash to uh, LA Knight's back mm -hmm. to flat, sort of flatten him on the mat at one point from uh, Kofi Kingston. Um, looked like they were in control, um, but LA Knight regained control. Was that when he hit that amazing slam? Yeah, that kicked ass. He like, threw him in the air and boom. Yeah. He took over there. CM Punk-esque. Remember when wrestling got over on Dynamite? Yeah. Mm. Um, Kingston hit some splashes, but uh, in the corner that is. Knight blocks the third one. Had a rebook the summer on. CM Punk's porch as well. Drops Kingston on the top turnbuckle. That's live, when we went to a break. Live television, fucking disrespect me. <laughs> Sorry for wanting to make money. Night. Huh? When we come back, uh, Knight's, this is the point where he's beating up <laughs> Kingston around ringside and gets in Woods' face like, go on, get, get, <laughs> give him a DQ, hit me in the face. And then I thought he's going to turn around into like a you know, mad flippy move from Kofi. And no, he just kept beating him yeah. up. It was great. Um, Slingshot, shoulder tackle from the outside in for a nice near fall. Uh, Kingston recovers those, hits a boom drop, sets off a trouble in paradise, but Knight manages to avoid it. Uh, back suplex into a urinagi for another near fall. Um, trombone stuff. Knight gets pissed off, so he takes out Woods. Um, Kingston hits Knight with a dive, though, in amongst all this. Um, Knight gets onto the top turnbuckle. Looks like he's got the match won, but uh, Woods brrr, plays a trombone in his face, and that distracts him. Kofi drops him from the top turnbuckle, hits him with a trouble in paradise. One, two, three. Yeah. As usual, with Triple H is booking. Heel babyface dynamic is all over the place because the two babyfaces use their advantage to beat the heel, just as wrestling has never been. <laughs> but he loves it anyway. Uh, but to your point, 
they could well be building something that Ali Knight needs backup, or indeed this becomes a long-running feud with the Uden. He's got to take them out individually before he gets to whatever. Oh my god, night and day! I've just realised that. Oh my yes, night and night versus day at WrestleMania. <laughs> we're giving like we're just gift wrapping them stuff. We're probably not. They've booked it. It's a Sami Zayn thing. It's not organic. It's booking. Uh, this match, right, was. I wouldn't like rank it as one of the top five wrestling matches of last week or anything, but what I will say is that LA Knight has never really been that guy, no. and I felt this entire presentation was a bit of a hair ruffler, a bit of an attaboy for coming out the other side of the Mountain Dew thing and offering like his fifty percent of the yeah the, the package to this odd like ludicrous audacious marketing stunt that is the Bray Wyatt comeback. <laughs> like LA Knight got out. Fairly unscathed, if you ask yeah. me. And I thought this match was like a, we know what your level is, but we'll give you your best version of it on television. And mm. maybe if this is a feud, as we have now decided to get all the way to WrestleMania with, it's not the worst one. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Then it was time for the face-to-face between the number one contender for SmackDown Women's Championship following her Royal Rumble win, Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. and the champion, Charlotte Flair. There was a recap in the match flow of the week thing of yeah. the whole feud. Uh, Charlotte comes down, woos a bit, and uh, invites Rhea Ripley to come out. No Rhea just yet. And she says, ooh, a bit of hesitation, maybe some second thoughts about picking me as a WrestleMania opponent. And then you think, oh, who cares about Rhea Ripley? Because Dominic Mysterio's here. <laughs> uh, and he's like, hey, I'm not going to let you uh, run down Mammy. Um, and Charlotte's like, oh, good little boy taking orders, aren't you? Um, I want to talk to a real woman. And Dom's like, are you jealous of 
Rhea. <laughs> By the way, he called her Rhea Bloody Ripley. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, Dom. Yeah, listen. Um, he knows. He knows that we're in the. What are we? What are we in the? We're in the fucking judgment day. Um, he's got. Bottle of judgment day today on your desk, which I like looking at. Have yeah, yeah. Um, Not the one that me and Phil drank on the stri- on the stream. Jesus yeah. Christ, that's a solid British looking British judgment day. This isn't it. What Vimto? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Vimto's aid. Mum, can we have judgment day? Got it home. So yeah, I did like the bit where remember the original member of the uh, judgment day and former Vimto sponsor guy, Purple Ronnie. I do. I believe his range of cards and gifts have now been deemed. Uh, is that a little Tempe sweet bar as well, like the Iron Brew one? Oh, the Vimto oh, bar yeah, was yeah. unbelievable. I took your teeth, but yeah. The Fizzy Cola one was my favourite. I've had like I've had like sort of a Vindaloo that wasn't as hot as the Fizzy Cola bar for Tempe from my local shop. I love the Iron Brew one, but it was in my teeth for about three days. I yeah, the, some some bits are still there. Like the, the chewy bit. I don't know what that material even was that you, they would need to eat, but like it was so, the wrapper was so thin, sometimes it just gets stuck to just it. Eat, just eat the wrapper. Eat it, just, like, just get, to get to it down with the sweets. I've not yeah. got the fingernail to get that off. <laughs> um, anyway, very rare that I would praise someone saying this, but Dominic Mysterio going, should smile a bit more. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, lovely smile. He's an arsehole. Yeah. Obviously, it's in character. You give these lines to those people, yeah. Uh, and he puts over really so being so strong, she hurts him when she hugs him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Flair's like, "I've got a real man with a big, thick old cock at home." <laughs> That's not basically <laughs> what she said, is she? I can't remember the exact. Yeah, a thick. Uh, what was it? Thick accent. Yeah. she said it. Yeah, we knew what she's she got. Mean. A big old veiny cock. At home, we I've knew what it. she was saying. A bit. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Dom's like, well. A lot of common meaning. Oh God! <laughs> Generational superstars. You know, our dad doesn't appreciate us. <laughs> and uh, but then again, my dad's worse than Ric Flair. Yeah, like the accusation that Dom. Yeah, um, that was the biggest heel lie he told in this promo. Yes. Like, yeah. And Charlotte's actually, well, I love my dad actually. Mm. Uh, and uh, and she gives him a happy birthday shout out. And uh, well, presumably. All the stuff from last year is completely forgotten now. I yeah, assume. they're fine. Yeah, all good. Not surprised by that whatsoever <laughs> in this bloody wrestling business. Um, but she said uh, maybe Rick could come back and kick Dom's ass, and then I was like, okay, one more because <laughs> I do want to see that. Present like promoted by Conrad Dominic Mysterio's last match. <laughs> it's like a tag team match. It's Dominic and say Finn Balor or something versus Ric Flair. I'm a tenner now. It looks like holy. Sh- it's Dominic Mysterio. Fairly, uh, I'm Dominic Mysterio wearing all white again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, it looks like maybe Dom and Charlotte are going to get into a fight. But here comes <laughs> Rhea Ripley, uh, who gets in there, squares up to Charlotte. No uh, no fear in her eyes whatsoever. And then Dom's like, oh, oh come on, Mammy. Let's not get into anything here. And then Rhea doubles back. And George acts a bit with Charlotte so they can get the, the nice photo. There were two face-to-faces promoted on wrestling shows on Friday night. And I can't decide if this brief glimpse of Rhea and Charlotte was worse or better than the Elite's useless thing with the AUG. More because on that on the uh, Rampage review later. Neither got what we were kind of promised we would get. And this, I'm so conflicted on this segment specifically, because we're going to get into this more probably in the, the tag. But the women's division on Raw and SmackDown is a mess. IMO. Like, SmackDown's has always been worse. I feel like we've highlighted this every week yes. for months. 
it's a champion and some losers, almost routinely, right? And then somebody else wins the belt, so that person becomes a champion, and the former champion becomes a loser. Mm-hmm. They just get lost to the cycle. Raquel has kind of dodged it, but Ronda hasn't, and that should tell you everything you need to know. Ronda Rousey hasn't. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Like, this women's division is terrible. This booking remains awful. And that's why this segment wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Because Dominic Mysterio was excellent. We, Me and Sidgwick did the preview, and I said, look, there's a perfect overlap here, isn't there? Like, Dominic Mysterio presenting himself as a second-generation star in the presence of Charlotte Flair is hilarious. Couldn't he have done it behind Rhea's back in a Scooby and Scrappy way? Do you know what I mean? Like, couldn't, mm. couldn't Rhea Ripley have been stood in the ring while Dominic Mysterio does this stuff over the shoulder? And then Charlotte says, can you shut your little bitchy, ne- negging, sunning, like, like, sort of undeserving Nepo baby up? And then Rhea can be like, you all want to talk about kids getting in the industry that don't deserve yeah. it. And then it becomes something between them two. And, like, I love, we all do. Like, I love Dominic Mysterio. I love Dominic and Ray. I love what's to come. But, like, I just felt they badly mismanaged this on a night where, like, the harshest spotlight in a while yeah. was shone on the state of this, like, women's wrestling within WWE at the moment. And, like, they got that wrong, even if the material was right. This was a case of Triple H not doing something bad to do something good. It was the other way around. Yeah. He did something good to try and cover something bad. That's a good point. That's That was my takeaway from this, and it's a shame because... Like, I can't fault Dominic's material or delivery. And Charlotte Flair isn't a baby face and they're taking the piss. This was bad booking from the off. They showed us Rhea and Bianca and they should have given us it. Yeah, I really I feel like they've bottled something there. Uh, but then we got Shayna Baszler versus Natalia, which we have shown has been set up earlier. You know, Natalia's maybe not going to be medically cleared and he's worried about numbers game stuff. And Tegan Knox was doing I don't know, something in the background and yeah. overhears this. Um, so Postman Pierce is like, all right, well, if T Knox is going to be in your corner, fair enough. Um, and then you get a very brief sub-three-minute match. Uh, Shayna Baszler early on teases uh, murdering Natalia with her <laughs> knee, uh, but Natalia dodges the, uh, the the knee running knee and uh, rolls her up, put her in the sharpshooter. Baszler goes out of the ring, but Natalia, I want to say hit her with a sliding drop kick, just sort of kicked her in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Looked really rough, that did. Ronda Rousey, though, uh, causes a distraction. Of course she does. Baszler hits the running knee, armbar, and uh, Natalia has no choice but to submit. Post-match, Rousey comes in. uh, Well, Tegan Knox gets knocked off the apron by Baszler first. Then Rousey and and, uh, Shayna kick the crap out of Natalia a bit more until Tegan Knox in to come to make the save. And that sets up a match between Tegan Knox and Ronda Rousey this week. Ugh, Tegan Knox has been... Natty's saviour. Shotty Blackheart has been Natty's saviour. Raquel Rodriguez has been Natty's saviour. Uh, in this storyline that never ends between Ronda Rousey and Natalia, full stop. Becky Lynch and Lita winning those belts doesn't like to set up Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch and Lita. It's like an all-star tag match. I get that, right? That's a WrestleMania-type mm-hmm. branded tag match. But the belts don't mean anything because the division doesn't, and that's what the point of all this is. Yeah. Like That tag match is happening because of the names not because of the titles, not because exactly. of this thirst that the two of the horsewomen have got to win the tag titles off Becky and Lita. It's a piss take, man. It's an absolute piss take. This division just runs on fumes. Triple H books these feckless, directionless <laughs> baby faces to do like to do a bad job of helping people. Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, yeah. now Nikki Cross, uh, Tegan Knox here, Shotzi prior to that. And like, what will happen is it all just goes back on itself. So at some point, Raquel is definitely going to get a run at, let's say, Rhea Ripley, for argument's sake. And they're both, like, sort of 
like sort of big, like stronger mm-hmm. women in the division, right? But you have to do tag matches to set that up. So Natalia just drops in to be the sort of the running buddy of Raquel mm-hmm. instead of having other people be a running buddy. Just this rotation of meaningless dirge. I think Ronda Rousey was shooting on it herself on main, I think, on Twitter. Like she said a lot of stupid stuff, but I can't really fault this one. And Shayna and Ronda versus Becky and Lita, despite the names, will be anywhere near as hot as it should be because the stakes are so meaningless. Yeah. Damage Qatar have been kneecapped by this rudderless division as well. They shouldn't even be together. And you're reading stories about Bailey pitching Triple H about them joining, like <laughs> having members join. Like it's the NWO and you've got to pick a t- pick if you're Hollywood or Wolfpack. Like I wouldn't want to join Damage Qatar because I wouldn't want to join WWE if I was a woman right now. <laughs> I just, it's, I think it's a really sorry state of affairs. And maybe it's not, maybe like weeks and weeks of saying, oh, this isn't getting talked about enough is now redundant because it it feels like it is. Mm. Like it's because you can't hide from it. Um, but what came next really was something. It kicked ass. Firefly Funhouse. Kicked ass. So uh, I, I'm going to go and watch it. It's three minutes yeah. and I will never do it justice. It, it, it's normal. Will one can't recap something this uniformly terrible is what he's trying to tell everybody. I don't want anybody to misread that as saying, like, like when we watched the Firefly Funhouse match from our respective homes and came together on Skype call, and we're like, where do we start with this? Yeah. Wow, fair play to them. This is the polar opposite of that. Mm, I thought it was quite good. Um, <laughs> but then I'm just, I, again, I've just given this character so much leeway because yeah. I'm like, oh, he's going to do something weird. And he did. Um, so, yeah, it's normal intro, and then there's, like, a filter, and then there's two people, two Hands playing with Undertakers, rest <gasps> in peace. What did he whisper? Um, then, <laughs> what is this new character? Producer Bray? Yeah. Like, sort of watching, he's got these snazzy sunglasses on. He's like, have you seen this? And give, it's, us, give us some time and we'll, we'll workshop a, um, like a, a stupid pun name. Yeah. Um, and he's watching himself. M. Wyatt Shyamalan. <laughs> working, we'll keep... We'll keep Shamble man. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, he's watching the call out of whoever wins out of Brock and Bobby. I'll face them. Quentin uh, Tarantino. <laughs> I did think that, and I really like Bobby Lashley, but adding this soundboard effectively to a, a Bobby Lashley promo, just uh, like oh, uh, you, um, you know how how crazy I am. These nuts. <laughs> you're sending me, you know. Like you know what they say about WrestleMania matches. If you want to make an omelet, you have to break some. Egg. Like that's basically what they did here. Bobby Lashley's like preparing for his words to be used in one of these things where he adds sound effects, and it's like, uh, Bray, if you don't think I can capture you in the hurt lock, I can capture you in the hurt lock. Do you know why? And then in, in the background, we're gonna do it anyway. Oh God, this. It's going to be a WrestleMania main event worthy match. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> they literally used. <laughs> though at one point. They did. So that was in there. Me. Um, You're welcome again. Then it's Funhouse News. Bray's effing and Jeffing about the apocalypse and new dragon with seven horns. Just see what censored the swear words on screen. What was it? The upside down bee's ass. It's back. Um, over the weather. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Howdy's doing it. Mm-hmm. Got a robot voice that says, I am all of us. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, ever. Um, Give it an Oscar for comedies. And then, Michael Hamlet, can you keep a secret? Can you keep a secret? Well, can you? Can you? 10 o'clock, can you keep a secret? 11 o'clock, can you keep a secret? Midnight, but can you? What, um, what is the secret here? That 
Bray Wyatt's absolutely f***ing sh- because I don't think that's a secret anymore. Uh, Bray's in a devil mask and says, uh, if I tell you a story, can you keep a secret? Can you? I love Bray Wyatt, the million dollar man. And I don't mean that he's going to dress as Ted DiBiase, though we might, and just call it his new character, Ted DiBiase, because <laughs> he is absolutely flinging feces at the wall, and we no longer even care what sticks. Once upon a time, it was like, well, I need this character to work because my career's not going well. They have brought, I've said this on other podcasts, they have brought that man back. They have made a goddamn fortune and done amazingly well in engagement off the White Rabbit campaign, like incredibly yeah. well. They gave it two weeks, of testing the water as if like can people take this thing seriously? Like him trying to be the trying to be the righteous fella and Uncle Howdy be in this dark thing, and then I was like, no, they can't. <laughs> well, but the WWE shop sold out of everything that's got the upside down bees S in it. And Paul has thought, well, right then, Mountain Dew, got a pitch for you. Uh sandwich companies got a pitch. Like, I cannot wait for whatever this Bobby Lashley match is off the back of this because Bray Wyatt does not care. Look into his eyes. What do you see? A man who's finally making money. Like, <laughs> I'm certain they're paying him out the ass and he has given up trying to make any of this make sense. And I feel sorry for, like, people that really clung on to the lore of this character and the backflips that people will do on Reddit to try and make one singular narrative thread from Bray Wyatt day... Well, further back, from Husky Harris day one yeah. to Bray Wyatt today because people will try and do it, bless them, and they shouldn't. But then they probably shouldn't have spent six grand on a belt with a clown mask on either. <laughs> like, so they've done it now. I cannot wait. Like, what the hell is Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley going to look like at WrestleMania? I have no idea, but it is 100% going to be sponsored. Oh, my. I can't wait. Sponsored content. Like, it is a bit like when people go after footballers on the internet. Of like, ah, you lost. Yeah. Ah, you're never winning a world title, Bray. Yeah, but you should see my house. Like, honestly, you know when the show, like, when you're watching live, that's one thing. But you know when, like, Bray's matches are on the network, you should have to watch, like, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and then a skip ad button should come up <laughs> on Peacock so you can press it and get past it. But you've had to have 30 seconds of the Mountain Dew Pitch Black logo. Shout out to Jeff Raidmaker. My God, we miss that drink so much over here. Mm. Uh, the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, I believe, is still available <laughs> in America. Now I want to go on that because I'm trying I'm trying to be the thin guy. I look in the mirror every day and I look at myself and I think, are you the thin guy? Well, yeah. on, I sure am trying. I'm feeling, I'm tapping a bottle of pop. Soda to American listeners on yeah. my leg. Some Tango Paradise, oh, it was sugar-free. Tango Jackpot. Paradise Punch. Didn't know that. It wasn't 127% of my daily sugar <laughs> intake. How's that going to keep me awake? Um, we're in the Bloodline locker room yep. and uh, Heyman's warning Jimmy that uh, Roman's text, he's going to be on SmackDown next week. Get in. in. And uh, he says, if you don't handle him tonight, then I'm going to have to deal with him next week. Ominous? Yeah, yeah. really ominous. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, and then we got Rey Mysterio versus Karrion Cross. Uh, Mysterio and fire early on, sends Cross out to ringside. Big dive takes us to a break, uh, but Cross takes over during the break, just killing Rey around ringside. Uh, he tries to powerbomb Mysterio off the top or do that old Mr. Kennedy thing, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Green Bay Plunge, he called it, didn't that he? That was it. Over there. Um, but I know Mysterio your one of those. reverses it with a Hurricane Rana. Um, but Cross regains control, chucks Mysterio around ringside. Uh, at one point, just slags off a fan and then drops. It like, wasn't sure if that was a planned spot or not, but I really quite appreciate it. Looked that. good, like, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, like Ray D. I want to have that crush ribs right in front <laughs> of you. the whole packet of Ray. <laughs> yeah. Um, they fight on the top rope. 
Um, and eventually Mysterio is set up for the 619. Uh, Scarlett jumps up on the apron and she's leaning on the top rope, gesticulating as Ray goes to hit the 619. But as he hits the opposite ropes, that spills Scarlett into the ring. That takes referee's attention. Ray's like, don't care. Mm-hmm. Still going to 619 this prick. Goes to do it. And who interferes? Wait, almost pressed the bloody good quiz button there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dom's back again. Blocks it. Mysterio's like, what are you doing? Dom's like, hit me, Dad. Oh, God. Come on. Uh, and, of course, as he gets back into the ring, Cross takes his head off with, like, the hidden blade or whatever he calls it yeah. uh, and locks on the Cross jacket for the victory. Um, post-match, Cross and uh, Mrs. Cross, I suppose, go mm-hmm. back to celebrate and uh, Ray recovers, and Dom just keeps on pie-facing him, desperate to hit him. There is literally a do-it chant, strike your own child. <laughs> hit your kid. From the, uh, from, the, from the crowd. But Ray is a man of principle. He will not hit his son. I do appreciate that. Like, some people are saying, it made me look like a bit of a bitch. I don't think it did. I thought he sold this really well. Uh, if people said it looked like a bitch, they're wrong. Yeah. Absolutely wrong. They have... We've talked about this on there. You remember when, like, well, I suppose it's still happening. Like, they really trivialised Billy Gunn and the guns. Yeah. Really trivialised it. And when they trivialise parents and kids fighting each other, you stop really remembering that they're Mm. parents and kids. They're just heels and baby faces. They're just TV rivals. They have strung this out impeccably. Ray Mysterio is his... the castle. Yeah. Ray Mysterio is his dad. Right. The best he can do, Ray, or the best he believes he has to do, is things like calling the police... Like, not getting fooled again at Christmas. Yeah. And remembering Thanksgiving and calling the police at Christmas or setting him up at the restaurant. You kind of punch him in the face. You can't unhit your own child. Yeah. He's trying to teach him lessons and hope that he leaves the judgment day and hopes that he leaves these people that have took him down the wrong path Mm. through life lessons. He doesn't want to do it through violence because if he chooses violence, that only encourages his son to choose it back. Mm-hmm. And how can Ray impart the lesson if he's already been a hypocrite? I live with this every like every now and then. I don't like it myself after I've done it. Every parent listening will understand this. There are times in your life where you have to tell your kid off and you get through it and then hopefully you make friends and you make nice. And then afterwards, I'm like this. I feel horrible for mm. hours. I hate having to tell them off. I don't like having to shout or raise voices if I feel it's necessary. Hate it, hate it, hate it. It's just this thing that you've got to teach the lesson. And the worst thing is when if they've got angry about something and you think, well, they've seen me getting angry before. So what if a little bit of that is mm, because they've got that from mm. me and they believe that's the way to deal with it? This is that on a ludicrous soap opera degree of a arsehole of a rat-faced son telling his dad to punch him square in the face. It's like earnestly brilliant. You could feel the fans, as you say, like they're willing him to do it. They're milking uh, this so well. And losing sight of what they're asking for. Because when Ray does it, he's got to crumple into a heap. Once he's hit him, he can't, he can't like punch him and then send him flying and go, Booyaka, 619. <laughs> he's got to deal with the consequences of punching his kid. I think he's going to, what he's going to do in the next few weeks is he's going to, Dominic, I will not do this. I will not do this. But I know somebody that will. And I think you know the guy. And out comes Santos Escobar. And he's, he's allowed like edge yeah. to like let it happen. You know what? My son's being a real arsehole. Go and do what you got to do with the judgment day. I'm not going to stop you. He didn't jump in at um, Elimination Chamber. He let what happened, happened. He's not, like, sort of got in Beth Phoenix's face to, like, let go of my son. He's just understood that, like, I've got to stay out of this kid's business. Here's a question. Do you think the first time he strikes him, and this may kind of tread a little bit, and they probably won't do this on the Sammy bloodline stuff. The first time he strikes him is an accident. Like, he swings for Finn Balor or something. Oh, that'd be great. 
I'm fascinated, and I think they've thought about this because this storyline's super long-term. I'm fascinated how we arrive at the match. I keep thinking about ways in which Ray says, okay, I'll fight you. Like, Undertaker did not want to fight Kane. I wish he'd kept that promise for more than six months because Christ, I got sick of it. But once upon a time, he was like, I'll never fight my brother. And Kane had to literally burn him alive in a coffin yeah. so that the Undertaker could come back and like, right, you know what? Is that what Dom's going to do? Burn Rey Mysterio alive. <laughs> well, I guess I'm back from the flames and it's me and you at WrestleMania. Like, what do they do? How does how does Dominic get what he thinks he wants, which is a match? <sighs> Father-son boxing match. <laughs> like, bloodies him up so bad that Ray's like, I'll punch you, but I'll only do it with gloves on. Well, he sends his dad to jail. Oh, my God. <gasps> like, they do... Um, what is it? It's face-off, isn't it? Where, like, he goes to jail to try and stop yeah. him, but then it all goes horribly wrong and it all goes awry. Great film. Maybe Ray goes to prison to try and learn what it is that Dominic's learned inside. Well, how do you know what Ray's face is? But, <laughs> but he cannot get out. He can't get out of prison. <laughs> right, uh, main event. Uh, oh, my God. Meeting time, I suppose. Yeah. Jimmy Uso comes out, gets a mic, says, look, uh, Jay, I don't know if you're here. I've been trying to contact you all week, but I'm sure, regardless, you'll be watching the show because wrestlers watch the show, guys. Um, he says, look, I know you're torn brother to brother. Uh, I know you're hurting when you hurt, I hurt. Um, I'll always be here for you, just like uh, I need you to be here for me right now. He's talking about people discussing cracks in the bloodline, all the issues and that sort of thing, when who should jump out of the crowd with a hoodie on and slide into the ring. But Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Sammy quickly says, look, I'm not here to fight tonight. Um, I, I'd like to talk to Jey Uso as well, as a matter of fact. But I'm here to talk to you. Um, hearing you talk about brothers breaks my heart. We used to be brothers. You were the guy who always had my back from day one in the bloodline. Um, you're the one who made me the honorary use. Without you, none of this would happen, not even being Usi and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then, you know, what, when what happened, happened... You were the first one to attack me without hesitation. That hurt. Um, and Jimmy says he, he's just he's burning hatred in Jimmy's eyes. He calls Sammy selfish. Says it's not me. It's on you. You made that choice, Sammy. Um, but, you know, you could have pulled the trigger. But instead, you uh, you stepped on me. You stepped on Jay. Uh, family should have your back. Family doesn't betray you. Um, and Sammy, very validly, is that a word? I don't know. Um says, yeah, but family also doesn't make you prove yourself and manipulate you like every week, like Roman's been doing for years. Oh. That is saying the quiet part loud, isn't it? There it is. It? There it is. Um, and then suddenly, everyone's like, never mind this going on in the ring. Who's that in the stands? And it's Jey Uso. I never thought, aside from in the when they did all the stuff with Roman in the pandemic, Jey Uso, and this is no... No, no, I know, him, I'm thinking the same. ...would ever be this. And no one... If she'd have told me, uh, what's a good... Three, well, yeah, uh, yeah, three and a bit years ago. Yeah, if you'd have told me um, something's going to be happening in the main event of SmackDown, and the entire crowd's going to go enough of all that, Jay Uso's here. Uh, I would never have believed you, and he, that's nothing against Jay. I just thought they would, he would, he'd been pigeonholed in that spot yeah. for too long. Instead, everyone, everyone it was electrifying. They're trying, Sami Zayn. Yeah, think about what I'm saying here. Sami Zayn is desperately trying to get people to listen to him and not just look at Jey Uso at this point. Sami says, "Look, the bloodline's just Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm going to make sure Roman crumbles, but you and your brother, you don't have to go down with this ship, Dido." Um, <laughs> 
And then, of course, Sammy... The stupidest name in real life died, I don't you know. What's the real name? It's somewhat like... I'll, I'll Google it. Keep talking. Okay. Um, anyway, Sammy gets distracted uh, and see, and realises that everyone's kind of focusing on Jay at this point. And Jimmy seizes the opportunity and nails him with the right hand. Jay starts walking to the ring. Jimmy's stomping on Sammy. Um, and J- uh, Jimmy's shouting out the ring at Jay Uso and turns around into a huge halluva kick from Sammy... Uh, that they unfortunately missed, but they got it on a replay. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks again. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Sammy's basically, he's not used Jay to as an advantage to hit his brother. He'd been beaten down, and he went, well, this is my only shot. Yep. Hits him with the halluva kick, drops him, um, and then, of course, here comes Solo Sokola to chase off Sammy, but not before there's a little moment where he's almost going to climb into the same section of the crowd that Jay is, and there's a look between the two of them. And, like I said, the drama continues after this uncertain closing of Friday Night Smackdown. I was absolutely on the edge of my seat there, as I know you are, to know what Dido's real name is, which is Florian Cloud de Bonneville O'Malley Armstrong. That's why you go with Dido, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'd probably just go down with this ship if I was <laughs> called that. Anyway, on uh, something much more entertaining than Dido, which is anything. But in this case, <laughs> it's the Bloodline Saga. Look, I'm going to write a piece for whatculture.com forward slash WWE this week. I'll do a plug now because I'm not sure exactly when it's going to go up. Um, the one thing everyone is getting wrong about Sami Zayn, and it's kind of in the wake of Elimination Chamber and the road to WrestleMania mm. and all that sort of stuff. And it's a slight misnomer in the title because it's not everyone. It's just everyone apart from me, you, Sidgwick, and our listeners. Because <laughs> I feel like I've been beating this drum for absolutely ages at this point. Sami Zayn is a booked wrestling character. It is time to try and accept. If you can, especially if you're only watching month to month, or you're just dipping in and you're watching those WWE timelines, it is try, it's time to accept that they have booked and mapped out a pretty and fantastic yes. long-term storyline here. And I believe I might have even used these exact words on the Raw preview or in a tweet thread where I was just trying to scream into the void about this sort of thing. They are setting up a tag team match where the Canadian babyfaces who have hated each other for years and have fought and fought and fought and fought believe themselves to now have a stronger bond than the actual literal twins, birth brothers, who are the bloodline, literal bloodline. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to create that tag team match. Jay, so is either going to remain ambiguous right the way through at WrestleMania, create an enormous drama in that match, or against his better judgment, he's going to side with Jimmy and he's going to remain gaslit by Roman Reigns, bullied and abused into remaining part of the family. I imagine we will get an awesome uh, next chapter of that when Roman returns to SmackDown next week. Either way, the story remains the same. Sammy, as you say, we're in a quiet part, loud territory now because we're on the home stretch of WrestleMania. Now is the time to lay that stuff on thick. Just get people, everybody in the same boat. Kevin Owens is watching on from afar and seeing Sami Zayn week after week after week show his integrity. Every time Sami shows integrity, he's basically kind of, it's a cry for help to Owens. I, I should have come to your aid sooner. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. But where, this is this Sami Zayn character is still so brilliant because on Raw, he can try and prove to Kevin Owens that he's on the side of righteousness. On SmackDown, he can be the righteous one, trying to get it through to Jimmy and to a lesser extent Jay about the right yeah. path to go. He's getting to be both at once that leads to this epic showdown f- for some belts that have been on the shoulders of the same men for 600 odd days. 
How is that not amazing? Yeah. How is that not class? How is that not main event worthy? Look, I get if you want to put Charlotte and Rhea as the main event of WrestleMania Night 1 because you want to try and lie to people that Division's not anything other than a couple of big matches. Mm. I get that. I do. Parity is really important, by the way. Yeah, w- yeah, yeah. WWE have only achieved that through genuine parity. But even if it is the main event, this will feel as big. I'm campaigning for this to be the main event. I really, you, I, I really want this to be the main event. And I feel for Rhea Ripley, who is main event worthy, and might have got it if she was fighting Bianca Belair. But <laughs> we are where we are with that. This story has yet again gone in a gripping, dramatic direction that, by the way, in the chair so pop is important, in the building is on fire. Mm. So don't part-time sail your way in to WWE and look, Lapsed fans are lapsed for a reason. Mm-hmm. WWE has chased them away. I'm going to say it again, because, and I promise you, I'm going to try and not say it. It's like trying to promise you, I swear. I can't do it. But I'm going to try and promise you not to do this again on any of these review podcasts between now and WrestleMania. Sami Zayn is not CM Punk. He's not Mick Foley. He's not Daniel Bryan. He's not Becky Lynch. He's Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. This is the Usos. This is the bloodline. This started last summer and it's finishing at WrestleMania, how all of wrestling is supposed to work. And it's like a really good version of WWE soapy drama. I, I refuse to acknowledge the haters at this point. And Hollywood is, you know, where they showcase the big films like Sami Zayn's documentary, perhaps. Oh my God. I love this. Can you imagine? What was his, what did he used to That's call himself? That's the main himself? event of WrestleMania. Call himself the, the Great Infiltrator or something. Was yeah. That, something along those liberator lines. Liberator. The Great Liberator, that was it. And he, oh my God, he liberates Jey Uso. And then we all have to sit in the same <laughs> and watch a documentary for two hours. Perfect. Sound me up. No newts. But at this point, it's all like irrelevant. It's like sort of, look at uh, Cesaro pissing about backstage in the locker room. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but this is what we filmed, so we're kind of stuck with continuity. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't happening back then. It doesn't matter. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Anyway, who remembers the Thunderdome? Yeah, to be honest, I've watched quite a few documentaries and gone, I don't think that's the thing how things happen, <laughs> but uh, okay. Particularly WWE ones. The clips are good. Yeah. The story's complete bollocks. As we all remember, Seth Rollins won the world title at WrestleMania in a match featuring Brock Lesnar, and, well, that was it at the time. <laughs> in 2002, WWE was moving towards entertainment. It made total sense to get the F out. <laughs> Well, let us know your thoughts uh, on SmackDown on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, uh, which they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And uh, can you keep a secret? <laughs> We've got uh, daily wrestling podcasts, <laughs> including later on today, our Rampage Review and Rope Preview coming yeah. up. Yeah. Do you know what? People can, can't, you keep, can you keep secret? I can't. Not when it comes to talking about our podcast, because let's do this for a week or so. For those that don't engage with Twitter, and I really respect you, and uh, how do you do it? Because I'd like to you know. <laughs> um, we shared Twitter on Friday, but like this is the first time we're all going to come together. Mm. I feel like you and Sage might talk about some Rampage, and we will definitely talk about this on Raw as well. But let's yeah. make a week of it. Thank you for not keeping a secret about the What Culture Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, uh, leaving feedback, leaving five stars when they added Spotify and five stars, leaving it. I'll do the subject bit. We need the proof. Yeah. Um, because we hit 50 million listens last week. <laughs> Didn't, know, thank you very much. Didn't know you had that button. Beautiful. 50 million listens. That is the sort of thing that I can show to my parents and make them think this is a real job and they don't have to fear <laughs> for, the, for their grandchildren or daughter-in-law's health yeah. and well-being. Thank you all so, so much for that. Yeah, genuinely. Thank, like, earnestly, 50 million. Like, and 
I'm going to send out a really soppy tweet this evening about this, by the way, because this has been my my baby from yeah. day one of working at What Culture. Never. Like, you called me and Cedric into a studio, and we kind of just did it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, we'll see how this goes. What have you been doing? The SmackDown synopsis. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Beg your pardon? Um, we got told off a few times, didn't we? We did. And you said you'd stop doing that. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and rarely would I invoke a JBLism Ooh, into things, careful. ever. But I'm going to hear... Because we're halfway to a hundo! <laughs> and that's the next one. But, God damn, thank you so much. I'll keep looking at that number and don't get bored of it. Mm. And, if you are unaware of the tweet as well, What Culture Wrestling video podcast channel coming to YouTube very soon. Oh, get excited, get hyped. We are, and nervous. Get hyped. Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, but, and uh, as I mentioned, the Rampage review and Raw preview coming later on today. But for now, this has been the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Hampler. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.